straight for 30 post game. The Illini beat Iowa 82-71, almost 82-74. People who had the under were very upset if they would have counted that last best. People who had the over would have been very excited. But as it turns out, the under wins. So that means I won, Mike, so that's a good thing. But anyway, so <laughs> Illini get the win here. Um, 82-71, um, big game from Kofi Coburn, who dominated in the paint against the National Player of the Year. Um, uh, Kofi had 26 points, eight rebounds, um, a block shot, even had an assist, which is almost more rare than Io putting up a triple-double, if you think about it. So um, Desumu almost put up a triple-double with 18 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. He did have five turnovers, and to be honest, I didn't feel like um, he had a great game, and he still put up 18, nine, and seven. But I thought Andre Corbello was fantastic. Comes off the bench, 12 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and maybe more impressive were his three steals. Uh, three steals at, at key points, uh, just making plays, and he's a playmaker. And uh, so the Atlanta get the win. They advance to tomorrow's championship game against Ohio State. Mike, what are your thoughts on uh, after watching this one? Well, I thought I thought a couple things. Uh, first off, I thought that uh, Kofi playing 24 minutes and and you know putting up the points he did. I thought that he clearly outplayed um, Garza today. Now Garza didn't have any help. He he knew that uh, obviously with the injury that he you know to um, uh, the backup that he was going to be on his, an island by himself, um, and I think that put him into a tough place because he really couldn't. It looked like he didn't want to guard Kofi too close because he didn't want fouls, and um, I thought the Illini in the first half in particular got the ball into Kofi an awful lot. And personally, I would have liked to have seen Kofi stay in there a couple of times because I felt like there was at least two times in the first half that the team was on the verge of landing the KO punch. And then Kofi came out of the game. Now, obviously coach Underwood has to think about tomorrow's game. You want to win the big 10 uh, championship. And obviously you've got, a tournament coming up at the uh, end of next week. So he's got a lot more things to worry about than just one moment in time. But I really was impressed that what Kofi uh, did. And I also, I also thought that Garza had the benefit of the doubt with so many moving picks and put a hip out on a pick and throw your elbow out on a pick. I didn't think he fouled uh, Kofi all so much, but boy, I kind of felt sorry for Trent Frazier having to go around those picks continuously. Yeah, no question. I, I feel like, you know, it's just that's part of that, you know, star player maybe uh, gets those benefits, um, as we see. I, I, I think um, Illinois obviously were uh, – they were locked in from the beginning. Even though Iowa was hitting some early shots, they hit some threes. And so I, defensively, I thought they were great. Um, holding Iowa under one point per, per, per possession – Iowa second worst offensive efficiency game of the season for them. The only one worse was when they played at Michigan earlier. So it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty fast paced game, 72 possessions, but Iowa scores under one point per possession, despite the fact they made some threes early. Um, Wieskamp got hot early, but I thought it was interesting. So he starts off four of five and three of four from three misses his next seven shots. And I really think a big part of that was, Iodesuma uh, really locked him up early on. I thought Iowa was helping off, looking for steals, doing playing that kind of team defense, and then he kind of locked up Wieskamp. But I think that hurt Iowa on the offensive end. I thought his jumper was a little bit short. He didn't have the legs because 
it was hard chasing Wies Camp around for 39 minutes, you know, or 30, whatever it was. And, and so, yeah, the Sumu played 39 minutes. So I think that's wears on you um, as, a, as a guy. And so I thought he showed a little bit of fatigue. So if I have a little concern, maybe that's it. But I thought Trent Frazier was great, even though Bohannon had 20 points. I mean, you look at the shots Bohannon was, was hitting. Um, he had five of 13 from three, but he had some just ridiculous shots, you know, coming off screens, fade away, step backs. You know, and he's obviously a guy who can make shots. Um, the guy who impressed me, you know, besides, um, you know, the obvious guys, I thought, you know, this Andre Curbelo was a star. I, I think that he is a guy who can do things that nobody else on this team can do. He finds a way to knife through the defense. I thought against his, whether it's man, whether it's zone, he just gets in there, um, makes plays, finds guys, makes plays. And I thought Curbelo was maybe the difference for Illinois today and the, why they were able to, you know, obviously Kofi was great and, you know, and so forth and Io's Io, but I thought Curbelo was that third guy and really makes the difference for Illinois because um, they had to offset three really good players from Iowa. Yeah, um, it was it was very interesting because Curbelo's got a gear that he can go into that when he uses it properly, um, you know, he, he gets into the lane, beats his man, and he gets layups that you shouldn't be able to get against the half-court defense because he breaks he, – he literally breaks it down so quickly. Um, his He also gave Bohannon fits. He didn't guard Bohannon, you know, uh, every time, obviously. But the, the difference in quickness between those two just frustrated Bohannon. And if you look in the second half, you know, um, Wieskamp and, and Bohannon, you know, they went out, they had 23 points combined at the half. In the second half, they scored nine points combined. Uh, Wieskamp only scored a free throw in the second half. And I, I credit a lot of that to, to obviously, you know, what you said with Io. Uh, Frazier got brutalized going over picks, but he did it. Um, and then the occasional times when when the they ended up with Bohannon up against Curbelo, I really felt like uh, Bohannon just didn't have any answer for Curbelo's superior lateral speed and quickness. And, you know, boy, that, that steal that, that Curbelo got that ended up in Io's dunk, um, you know, that was, that was a huge play. And those are the type of things that Curbelo is just rare. I'm not certain how many guys in the Big Ten could do that. And there's some great players in the Big Ten. So I, I really thought he, he was good. You know, even Grandison had some good plays. Um, Miller didn't hit particularly well, although that was a gutsy three-pointer that he hit down the stretch you know, in the second half after having some, some challenges with the ball. Um, but I really agree with you. The, the locked-in nature of the defense was, was really impressive. And if they can bottle this, um, they're going to make a run at the national title. Yeah, they're definitely a team that every, I mean, they're almost, it's the scary part for me is that they are the trendy pick right now. It's like, wait, we've been on this bandwagon all year. Where, where have you guys been? And now, now you're kind of scares you when they're all on board. I, you know, even today, Benjamin Bossman's Redonk goes in for three minutes and actually did a serviceable job guarding uh, Garza, you know, just physical, you know, held his ground. Um, you know, I, I thought Illinois uh, got some really good rebounding from other guys. Demonte Williams rebounded. Jake Randis had two plays to start the second half, including the alley-oop, you know, from Io. And uh, again, when Iowa went zone, I thought that was impressive. I, th I feel like the Illinois zone offense, when Kofi's not in the game, 
and when they really have to have Grandison and Curbelo out there because against the zone, they those are two guys that know how to pass and also know how to cut without the ball. And I think those two guys really have to be on the floor if Kofi's not in the game. When Kofi's in the game, obviously he takes up so much space that it opens up gaps for people. Yep. But when he's not in the game, it's just not there. And so I think that's something they need to look at because I'm, I'm guaranteed in this one sixteen game, maybe in the one eight nine game, they're going to see some zone because when you play zone, if a team is only shooting twenty percent from three, and Illinois has a, Illinois for the season, you know, people they're actually shooting what thirty eight percent from three for the season, and they're ranked in the top you know, 20 or top 50 nationally. So they're not a bad three-point shooting. But they were ranked in the top 20 at one point, and they've slid down because lately they have not shot the ball well from three-point range. And so you, you hope that if I'm, a, if I'm a team, I'm packing it in. I'm making these guys beat me for the perimeter until they show they can do it. And I know that, um, you know, like today, DeMonte Williams doesn't take a shot. Grandison's 0 for 2. Frazier 1 for 5. Miller hit 2 for 6. You mentioned his big three there. I thought that was big. Um, I, they need to find somebody who's more, they need to be a little more consistent. I mean, these guys can shoot. I watched them shooting warmups today. They made everything except for Carbello. He shouldn't have shot the one three he took because yeah. <laughs> when you can get to the rim and shoot layups, why shoot threes? But, uh, so, um, uh, but, uh, it's the antithesis of Steph Curry. Steph Curry doesn't need to go to the rim and get layups because he can shoot threes. So, yes. but, uh, you know, I thought, uh, Adam Miller, you know, was big and I, I thought that only took pretty good threes. I mean, all their threes were good. They just didn't make them. And, you know, that, that was, that's kind of a weird thing, but Iowa shot two for 20 yesterday. So I guess that happens. Um, and then they came back today and hit some early ones, but hopefully Illinois can shoot a little better tomorrow. And if they shoot a little better from three, they're going to be very dangerous and very difficult to beat for Ohio state. Yeah. And I, I do think that, um, I do think that Illinois had a lot more success uh, in parts of the games with Ohio state when they would let um, someone else other than Kofi guard um Liddell and and that way Liddell wasn't pulling him out from the basket and Kofi could help on the weak side when Liddell did try to post up whomever was guarding him I, I'm hoping to see a little bit of that tomorrow um, I thought today again was really interesting they did have you know the third player i.e. Curbelo uh, and that really makes Io and uh, Kofi much more dangerous when you've got that other scorer and of course we know that Trent can score. We know that Miller can occasionally score. Um, it will be very fun to see this team when they get about four or five of them going the same night. Um, but it was it was definitely it, it was definitely a little scary today because you know Miller really only had one of his threes that he was guarded on. Um, it was they they got the shots. They were shooting the shots they needed to shoot. I'd still say I'd like to see Williams put up a few more from the three. Uh, I thought he had some opportunities today that he could do. And I figured coming off a few games of, of good shooting from there, I'm, I was a bit mystified when he didn't take those shots. So my favorite stat today, and just that, so I'm going to make my bold statement and everybody, you know, I, I think Io DeSumo is great. I think he's college basketball player of the year, potentially definitely first team All-American. I think Kofi is more important to Illinois than Io DeSumo. Maybe not from a leadership standpoint or from a you know what intangible standpoint, but on the floor, Kofi's more important. Here's the here's my stat to show that. In a Kofi was plus 13 in his 11 minutes on the floor in the second half today. Illinois was minus 10 in the other nine minutes. So 
I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think that's pretty good. That's a 23-point difference between when he's on the floor and when he's off the floor for about half the game. That's pretty impressive. And for the game, for the entire game, Kofi was plus 24 when he was on the floor. They were minus 13 when he was off. So for in the game, Illinois was 37 points better in the 16 than in the 24 minutes Kofi was on the floor than they were in the other 16 minutes. I mean, that's about as locked in as you can say. I mean, Kofi is a game-changing guy. He makes him better on offense. He makes him better on defense. Um, he opens up gaps for everybody else. And this is not to diminish Desumu, Curbelo, Frazier, anybody like that. Kofi is a game-changer, and he is uh, just a guy that they can't live without uh, for 28 to 30 minutes a game if they're going to win a national title. Oh, I totally agree with you. Um you know, uh, Connor in some of his previews for us at Illini Guys has brought up the fact that, you know, if you're coaching against the Illini, you know that Io is the best player on the Illini, but you have to game plan for Kofi first because he does so much on the offensive uh, end of the court and on the defensive end of the court that you have to take him into consideration no matter what you do. So even though Io is the better player, um, we have a Kofi. It's a little bit like the Avengers, you know, they, we have a Hulk. Well, we have a Kofi and, and it's Kofi it, smash. It, well, you know, that. I mean, look, let's face it. I spent the whole, the parts of the first half and the second half in our Illini guys uh, game room saying, please put Kofi in, please put <laughs> Kofi in because it was so evident. I, I obviously didn't have the numbers except at my fingertips that you were talking about at that moment. But this, I really felt, like I said, if you give him maybe five more minutes in the first half, I'm not certain that there's any need for a second half other than just to play the clock out as we wait for the game to end. Um, and look, uh, Garza is a wonderful player, but he couldn't do anything against Kofi. Kofi was on a pace. If, we had, if they had gotten him the ball, you know, he could have had a 40-point game today. Yes, yeah, no, no doubt. He was very difficult to stop in, in the in the paint. He had eight rebounds, two, four offensive rebounds. Illinois dominated the glass again for the second day in a row. And that'll be the challenge again tomorrow against Ohio State, um, who's ready to play. So as we kind of look at this, uh, the, so I'm going to pick I'm going to pick nits because that's what I do. Um, you know, we, we have the zone offense, you know, we talked about. But my one thing I thought Underwood, you know, we're, Trust me. Okay, let's be clear. It doesn't advance to the Juwan Howard level of poor game coaching, which we saw today for, was epic. So Howard, the, we got to rag on him a little bit because yes. there's a guy who got ejected yesterday because he was going to kill the other coach. That's one. And then today, his team's down one with 28 seconds to go, and they hold the ball for 20 seconds and then run a high ball screen for eight seconds and have their – you know, five foot, 10 inch point guard, try and shoot over EJ Liddell on a step back um, at with, and basically have no time for a tip in anything like that. I mean, it was one of some of the worst in game coaching I've ever seen. And trust me, Ohio state tried to give it away. They tried to let right. Michigan win. Right. And, and how, how John Howard said, no, we're not going to win. We're not going to do it. You know? So um, he took it away. So I, I do have to critique Brad Edward. One thing I thought Illinois hadn't scored for over two minutes. They get the ball back um, with about three minutes to go, a little over three minutes to go. They're up five at this point. And they have Kofi on the bench. He has three timeouts left. Why not take a timeout, put Kofi back in the game on offense, 
Instead, we run the same zone offense. It ends up being IO dribbles for 20 seconds and then chucks a shot. And, and trust me, and get me, IO's done that a lot this year and it's been successful because he's IO. Right. But we can't just keep relying on that, especially when you have, it's better when you have IO and Kofi on the floor. And then offensive rebound would have been better. But anyway, so, but Andre Carbello makes the play and makes Brad Underwood look smart because he gets the pick. He goes the other way, IO dunks it. And then basically that was kind of a, and the game wasn't over at that point. But Kofi, then Underwood, here's the crazy part. Then after the IO dunk, Underwood does call timeout and puts Kofi into play defense with four fouls. So I'm not a rocket scientist, but I think that was maybe a mistake. But hey, it worked out, and Illinois wins. And when think even when you mess up and things go your way, you're, you're uh, that's when things are going right. You know, that's when you know it's good. Well, I'm I'm gonna go and make the I'm gonna go on the big limb here. You know, we can talk about this season and Kofi tying that into the line I success, Io tying that in, Curbelo, Underwood, but I think you and myself and Larry Smith know that all this success is keyed on the fact that Illini guys started this season. And now we're going, looks like to have the best season since 2004, 2005. I think it's clear that while the players and coaches are important, the founding of IlliniGuys.com has been crucial for Illini success. Well, I think that's a given. I mean, that's obviously <laughs> been it. I mean, I, you know, once the 30 for 30 podcast started, it's been on a roll, you know, at one point, Illinois is nine and five. And then outside of, you know, when I got hit in the face, you know, they've been winning every game. So, you know, I, I guess clearly, I think that's the key that we're going to yes. keep doing. And, and the good news for everybody is we'll keep doing the 30 for 30 podcast so that Illinois keeps winning. I mean, so, you know, that's going to be the key and we'll do them, do them next year as well. Um, and, and so they keep winning. I think that's things it's, gonna it's, be the, it's, and Brad, you're only doing this to help other people, and we love you for that. Yeah. But I, I will tell you, it, it's got to be us. Yeah, and it's clearly not, you know, rec- people are worried about recruiting. It doesn't matter. As long yeah. as we keep doing the podcast and having the website, it's going to, they're going to win. So there you go. That's all it takes. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't told Underwood that yet. Maybe I'll tell him and uh, Orlando uh, and Chin and those guys that, you know, they really, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you have, just, you know, you can stick anybody you want out there. So exactly. There's, it's not, it's hard to prove the causal connection, but we're pretty sure it's there. <laughs> all right. So, so, and now tomorrow, Illinois gets Ohio state um, Buckeyes are, you know, they had been, I think I was actually talking to some Buckeye writers. I actually went and ate dinner and after the game and uh, sat with some Ohio state guys, actually some student uh, guy do radio guys and, they were talking about they you know obviously they think illinois is really good they, they they're actually predicting illinois to win it all um with young out um liddell dislocated his pinky he's getting an x-ray i think it's okay so he's just he should play he'll wrap it up and play um uh, but you know you look at a you know ohio state team's a little banged up um and they're playing their fourth game in four days they have uh you know they they, they had lost four in a row coming into this tournament and then they got a win against minnesota i felt like they felt good they want, they beat Purdue, they beat Michigan. You almost feel like they're probably a little satisfied, you know, with their week. I don't think Illinois is satisfied. Uh, I really, I think, although I think Ohio State is a tough matchup for Illinois, I feel like they do match up well, except for Kofi, because um, nobody matches up with Kofi. But, I, you know, can they, you know, can Illinois take advantage of Kofi while, while giving up some, you know, inches here and there and on the wings that, and at the guard position. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's an interesting matchup, but I like Illinois 
to probably win this game about like they won today. I think they're going to win it by 10 to 12 points. Um, I really, I just think they're, they're on a mission and this is a game they're ready. They're locked in and they're going to have a great scout. What's your prediction for tomorrow? Yeah. Um, kind of makes me mad because I was talking this over with Connor and we were figuring I'll have to see his final prediction in the preview tomorrow morning, but we were talking initially somewhere between eight and 14. Um, that may be, that may be, um, you know, a little bit optimistic, but the interesting, uh, the, the, I guess the fact that comes down so much is um, Underwood has them playing with a chip on their shoulder, which I'm not so certain he doesn't have himself. And they are coming out and they're starting off games very tough. And if I think if you go out there, a team that's playing as many games in a row as Ohio State has, you know, go out there and hit them hard, hit them early. I think you can take a lot of the starch out of their sails. And my guess is, is Underwood's going to try to do that. And I just feel like the way this is, this team is playing right now, let's get the uh, Big Ten championship and then let's reignite the fire for that national title that has been so elusive for the Illinois program. So I, I go back to so a few years back, I was having a conversation with uh, Brad Underwood. We're sitting in Atlanta, um, outside of Atlanta, I guess. Actually, it was outside of the Peach. It wasn't in Atlanta. It was in Georgia, but outside the Peach Jam anyway. And uh, we're at another the Peach State, I guess, tournament. And so we're sitting there and and uh, we were talking. I was sitting, I think Jamal Walker was there, maybe Chin. I'm not sure who else was there, but we're watching a kid play. And um, I, you know, and they're, they're having their conversations about recruits. Of course, they can't talk to me about recruits. Right. So um, they're, uh, but you know, then I just said, Brad, I said, I don't care who you get, man. I said, all I'm telling you is I want to win a national title. And I said, before I die, and he goes, that's the plan. So that's the plan. So here it is. Brad Underwood's got his chance now. So he can wow. win his that. And so if he wins, I know that also this is another example. If he does win a national title, he did it for me. So now I feel good. So there you go. You know what? The fact that the fact that this this type of synergy between you doing sturdy for thirty and helping found Illini guys to help the Illini Nation set up a national title, and now Brad doing this, uh, getting the national title to help you, um, I'm starting to tear up a little bit here. The only the only negative I can see to this whole weekend is tomorrow is spring forward, which is the worst morning of the year. Other than, <laughs> Other that is that. true. Hey, the good thing is they don't play till uh, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. So yes. even with that, uh, we don't have to get up quite as early. So, but anyway, it's a, uh, it's been good. So, uh, Hey, uh, Illini win 82 71 big win. Um, we, uh, they, they get ready for Ohio state and you know, what you kind of lose in translation as we look at these games, Illinois just beat the number five team in the country on a neutral floor by 11 points. That's good. They get the number nine team tomorrow. And uh, they're favored again. So Illinois plays Ohio State tomorrow, 2.30 Central Time, 3.30 Eastern Time tip from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. Um, I'll be there courtside, giving you any kind of insights you want. You can check it out in our game room. Follow me on Twitter at Sturdy32. I'm Lana Guys Game Room, also a hot spot today. We had a big crowd today What uh, talking about the game there too. Um, and now we get ready for uh, the game tomorrow. So Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy, AlanaGuys.com. This is Sturdy for 30. Thanks for listening.